This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by the book Letting Go, How I Failed Gay Conversion Therapy and Learned to Love Myself by Aaron Simnowitz. In this book, I take the reader on my journey as I navigate the controversial divide between the evangelical church and homosexuality. At 19 years old, my Christian faith and obedience to Jesus was the most important thing in my life. However, my attraction to other males tested my loyalties, as I believed I only had two choices, either choose Jesus and deny my sexuality, or choose my sexuality and denounce Jesus. In letting go, I hold no punches as I explicitly tell my story with relentless vulnerability, showcasing the emotional pain, anguish, and frustration, yet humorously engaging the reader simultaneously. This book gives readers just one example of a life that was tortured by gay conversion therapy and how it is possible to come out on the other side of self-acceptance. You can pick up this book at Amazon.com right now. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back to yet another episode of your ninth favorite podcast, Apostates <laughs> Anonymous. No, tenth. How many how many podcasts do we have now on the Choircast network? It's something like ten. So yeah. your tenth favorite podcast, Apostates Anonymous. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew J. DeStefano. I am, as you know, co-owner of Choir, author of many books, some of them good. And I'm joined with Keith Giles, a guy with a podcast, a master debater, a rabble rouser. <laughs> whatever you are getting in trouble with people that i don't remember yes. back in the day of causing course. scandals what's the recent scandal keith that you're embroiled in oh i don't even want to say it because i don't want to give any oxygen to this guy but you remember there was this guy who who we will not name who decided that he was going to invent a scandal with me with with first it was choir and i was like what what is ha- this have to do with choir and he goes well it's really something that you said like what seven years ago and it's basically that he didn't, uh, he was upset that uh, he critiqued one of my blog posts and I didn't, res- I didn't change it. I didn't edit you my didn't blog posts to reflect yeah. his wisdom. And which of course, and, and by I, way, I will never and I do. Didn't, I didn't pass that along to you because it came to me apparently that I don't remember. Come on, Matt. How, how could and you do so that? That was the great scandal is that <laughs> you didn't go back and edit. You didn't go update. I thought it was going to be some juicy stuff. Me and too. I was like, like, "Damn, what did I do? What did, what did this guy's got?" There's something kind of about like a translation in the Bible, and I was like, "Are you serious right now? That's the scandal, oh, right?" Geez. My whole thing with it was, stuff. "Look, David Bentley Hart agrees with me. He's a Greek scholar, a New Testament scholar. He freaking wrote a new translation of the New Testament, um, and and what I'm talking about is in his new translation of the New Testament. So, if you have a beef, go to David Bentley Hart. It's not so. It's not a scandal for." Keith or Matt or choir, it's a scandal for David Bentley Hart. Go after him. <laughs> yeah. And that's not an appeal to authority. It's not to say he's right. It's just to say he's smarter than any of us. And so fuck it. Like yeah, if anyone's right, it's him. Yeah. And it's not even about being right. It's like, you know, no. a lot of, a lot of these things, especially they all come down because, you know, new Testament Greek scholars, I'm sure there's other, you could find a new Testament Greek scholar who disagrees with David Bentley Hart. 100%. And they both are Greek scholars and they both study the Bible and have done it for years and years. 
but they disagree because the, it, it does boil down to your opinion, right? You either think this should be emphasized or you think it shouldn't, or you think mm-hmm. the emphasis should be here instead of there. It's, yeah. there is no slam dunk. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. when you come to things like this, that's why there are different, you know, scholars and different translations and different books and different debates. And so and that's why I don't care anymore is because right. it's like, well, how how much of our lives are we just talking about this shit that really doesn't matter? And we're missing it really doesn't, kind of man. the big point of life, you know, and I really um, don't care anymore. I really don't. I know. That's why when he's like, that was a scandal. I was like, I bet Keith doesn't even care about this shit anymore. <laughs> like some shit we wrote seven years ago. Get out of here. No, I have no. Well, I did write him a, cause you, we had this email thing. So I wrote him a response and that's, the, that's all he's going to get from me. He might yeah. use that, but he might use that email in his, in his expose that's video. We'll fine. see. We'll see that's if it fine. Comes out. All, all 300 followers can sure. tune in. Yeah, well, I, I think um, that's been generous. I think it's more like 100. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm a generous guy. You are, you are generous. Thank you. I'm You're a, a giver. good guy. Um, so today we have, uh, we're going to talk about woke Jesus because why not? Um, it's hot news. Any, it's it's if, what everybody's if, talking about. All the kids are talking about it. All the kids are talking about woke Jesus. No, this is. Um, yeah, we'll get into it, but this is yet sure. again proof of why satire is completely dead. Like, <laughs> that's, com- right. that's why I don't write satire any longer. I was like, I no people, people don't get it. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Real life is is fine enough. You can't um, make it up. Yeah, but uh, let me let me cue up a beautiful, mm. tremendous, mm. unbelievable advertiser for you folks again today. And we've talked about this advertiser before, but we've never been at we've never been sponsored by this this wonderful, wonderful man. Hmm. Hi, I'm Pastor Mark Driscoll, but you can just call me Pastor Mark. I've got a new podcast I want to tell you about, the Penis Home Podcast, where we discuss <laughs> all things women. Now, I know what you're thinking. Mark, aren't you a man? You're damn right I am. And that's why I'm supremely qualified and confident to talk about these sorts of things. Plus, I came from a woman and have came in a woman. So who else would be better suited to deliver this timely podcast? From time to time, even my smoking hot wife and her smoking hot body will join me when she's not cooking, cleaning, and carpooling. The three C's of any successful wife. So join me today, wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe someday you'll even see me on the Choircast Network, if a certain blogging site will have me again. <laughs> I hope we don't get sued. That was, but that was. <laughs> hey, you can't get sued for satire, right? It's not. The I, I hope not. Yes, I would hope it's fair use. Uh, that was, but that's great, dude. You, I had you know so what? I had so much difficulty getting through the, the three C's of a successful wife: <laughs> cooking, cleaning, and carpooling. I was I couldn't get through that this morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. I see. If the only thing I would have tweaked uh, if I was going to do that ad, I would have added something about how his podcast is going to have all of these male guests to come on and tell to talk about women. Yeah, right? It would be yeah. all all men, you know, coming on my special guests for my first season, and just give him this long list of all these men who are going to be his guests, you know, to talk about well, women. Maybe issues. if they sponsor us again, then the copy will be different next time. Yeah, it's like, but but again, you these are real things. Like you, I have more than once seen an ad for a Christian women's conference, and there's not a single woman <laughs> on on the stage. 
there's like, one about there's one there's there's one I saw about race too. It was like healing racial divides, and it was all white all people. people. Yep. <laughs> That's like when Trump says he wants a more diverse jury pool, and he's like, "Let's go to West for West Virginia." Yeah, like so West diverse. Virginia. Oh my yeah, god! So diverse. And again, satire is dead, dude. You can't. Yeah. That's a that's an article right there. Like, yes. Um, you know, white supremacist adjacent defendant wants a diverse jury pool, so they want to move, move the, the trial, trial from Washington D.C. to <laughs> where West Virginia. West Virginia. What? Come we need on, diversity, man. people. Yes. <laughs> or, or like Maine. Let's move it to Maine. Yeah, let's go to Maine. Let's go to Bahaba, well, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Come on, man. See, this is you can't make this shit up. And something else you can't make up. Do you want to introduce today's episode topic? Because this is, again, yeah. file it under the shit you can't make up in evangelicalism. Yeah, it's, it is surreal to me. I mean, I'm sure people have seen this, right? If you we haven't have arrived, we will, we will, uh, breaking news if you haven't heard this. So, um, yeah, there was a, there's an article going around, um, and links being shared on social media and all this stuff. So apparently, um, Russell Moore, if you don't know who he is, he was formerly the president of the Southern Baptist convention and he resigned in 2021, um, mostly over the fact that he he was awake and he realized that Trump was the worst thing that could ever happen to the conservative Republican Party and to Christianity. And um, and anyway, he resigned over that because no one apparently agreed with him. So uh, now he's the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today, which is probably the largest Christian, or if not the, it's one of the largest Christian magazines out there. And so he's the editor-in-chief, and he, um, he published an article or an editorial um, reporting that um, pastors that he has been talking to have been telling him that when they attempt to preach a sermon and they quote from the red letters and they quote from the Sermon on the Mount, parishioners are coming up afterwards and saying, you know, they, they don't appreciate these liberal talking points. <laughs> um, and then they have to be reminded that, well, that's not a liberal talking point. This is Jesus saying, you know, turn the other cheek, bless those who curse you, care for the widow and the orphan, you know, yeah, take care of go, the poor. Let's just go to... Let's go to uh, like Matthew 5, right? Yeah. Yes. Blessed are the meek. Yes. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. <laughs> yeah. What? So, yeah, it, it's um, basically says, you know, that even Jesus teachings basically are considered, and this is a quote, too weak. Yeah. If, you, um, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Someone steals your sweater, give him your jacket. Yeah. Yeah, these that sounds are not, like some liberal shit, man. Yeah, so that's what he was saying is that people are saying these are liberal talking points. And actually, that's this wild. this uh, came. I take this back uh, as I'm as I'm doing some research on the fly here. Um, he actually Russell Moore was actually being interviewed by NPR. So this comes mm. from a very reputable source. Uh, in an in an interview with no, NPR, it actually comes from liberal news media. Oh, I'm fake sorry, news. the liberal you are agenda. Fake news. <laughs> uh, he said specifically the part in, that says "turn the other cheek." Um, that people will come up and say, where did you get these liberal talking points? And I'm going to quote from, he goes, what was alarming to me is that in most of these scenarios, when the pastor would say, I'm literally quoting Jesus Christ, the response would not be, oh, I apologize. The response would be, yes, but that doesn't work anymore. That's weak. When we get to the point, and I'm still quoting, when we get to the point where the teachings of Jesus himself are seen as subversive to us, then we're in a crisis. And yes, my friend, he's right. 
we are in a crisis. Well, yeah, the, but the, but the we talked about it when we talked about the um, on Heretic Happy Hour when we talked about the uh, parables of Jesus. And Katie would remind us and remind the listeners and was very good at doing this that the point is to shock us out of yes. something. So yes. we're always the point. Like when we're the ones it's being subversive to, yes, we are the ones it's being subversive to. It's a critique of now your your own faith, right? And yes. you're just standing on the side now of 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 I don't I don't want to say the Pharisees because I, I don't like using that kind of language. Yeah. But you're standing on the side of I think the people Jesus would come admonish now. It's not it's not the queer folks. It's not the black folks. It's no. not the Muslims. It's not the Mexicans from uh, South America. It's not the migrants. It's not all the people you hate. It's you. Yes. It's you, motherfucker. It's you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, yeah, again, using Pharisee as sort of the metaphor, right? It's like, here's what we don't get. Like, and and the best illustration of that is the, the one where Jesus gives the illustration of like, there's two men in the temple. One of them is on his knees. He can't even lift up his head. And he's saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The other one is another guy standing next to him saying, uh, very proud and saying, thank you, God, I'm not a, a filthy sinner like that guy. And so, again, we're supposed to see ourselves um, in a corrective way. When we, when we read, you know, someone's talking that way, like, oh, thank you, God, I'm not like that worthless wretch over there. Like, if you catch yourself talking that way or thinking that way, that's not good. Like you're supposed to be self-reflective. You're supposed to recognize, like, again, you're another metaphor that Jesus uses, right? You're supposed to pay attention to the log in your own eye, not get all nitpicky about the speck in somebody else's eye. And, and yeah, this is what we have totally and look forgotten. At, look, <laughs> look at us. Like they call us leftist, Marxist, yes. progressives, and look at us defending the Bible right now. And Jesus. From the, yes. from the cherry pickers. <laughs> Who were like, not nah, we don't need that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. They're literally now saying it, and they're again like I think that every every accusation they have, it seems like, is an admission. Yes, it's oh, a no. project. It's a projection. Like everything they're saying that we we've been doing forever. And look, I I have been cherry picking the. I wrote a chapter in one in Heretic. It's like, um, like cherry picking the new cherry picking the scriptures like New Testament style or something. Like Paul did it, Jesus did it. And now they're doing it. So we all do it. So mm-hmm. then what's our cherry picking? Their cherry picking, their lens now, is they're going to view Jesus through whether it's a liberal, a modern liberal progressive talking point or what they say is a modern liberal progressive talking point. But it's really not. If you just look at yeah. like progressivism and progressive politics, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not gone so far as to say turn the other cheek. I, I, that, that's completely unique to like... Jesus, mm-hmm. maybe the Buddha taught some stuff like that. Um, and we can get into what that means, but I don't think that's the point, really. I, I just no. think it's it's so odd that we're we're dismissing l- literal words from the Bible because of how we currently view modern politics. Yeah, and not just words from the Bible. Jesus, do you understand? This yeah, is what literal, I've never yeah. understood. Uh, and the, here's why this is all this whole topic is especially like um, frustrating and aggravating t- to me. 
so I wrote this book, Jesus Untangled, right? Um, it's the very first book in the Jesus Un series. And when I wrote this book, it was all about this. And actually, it, it released on the inauguration day, the day that Donald Trump was inaugurated president, okay? That was the release date. So it, it, it was published on the day he became president. And the whole book was about warning Christians in America that they were becoming more um, Republican than Christian. They were more, you know, uh, they were more identifying themselves more as in, from the political identity than from the Christ-like identity. And it was like, hey, guys, this is Christian nationalism. This is not good. Historically, it's not been good. Here's where it can lead. I gave examples of this kind of stuff. And so now fast forward, and and now you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene giving public speeches on camera saying, yes, I'm a Christian nationalist. You have, who's that guy, Sean uh, Fucked or something? Fucked or something? Fucked. fucked. I think it's fucked. Fucked. Foyt. I think it's Foyt or Foot. It's spelled fucked. <laughs> fucked. But anyway, fucked. Anyway, that guy, you, you, people know who I'm talking about, this pastor guy. He's done the same thing. I've seen clips of him in a sermon saying, of course, I'm a Christian nationalist because I want my, I want Christianity to be, you know, I want everyone to be a Christian in America. So of course I'm a Christian that we, everyone should be a Christian nationalist. So like now we're unapologetically, the thing mm -hmm. that I was warning people about and saying, guys, this is dangerous. We shouldn't do it. And some of the pushback back then was, oh, Keith, you're, you're overstating this, you know, you're blowing this out of proportion. It's not like that. We're not like, we're still following. G no, dude. No. So let's fast no. forward. Guess what? You were just ahead this of the game. Exactly what I was saying. So I pulled this up because this is one of the quotes from the book. And I even, I was even sharing a meme of this uh, when the book, when I was promoting the book. Um, and this is Pastor Robert Jeffries, uh, First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. This is what he said. This was um, during the, during, during the election, the, the first election of Trump, um, where he says this. When I'm looking for a leader who's going to fight ISIS and keep this nation secure, I don't want some meek and mild leader or somebody who's going to turn the other cheek. I've said I want the meanest, toughest SOB I can find to protect this nation. So when the pastor of probably one of the largest you know, Christian churches, certainly in Texas and, and probably easily one of the top 10 uh, largest churches, Christian churches in America, when he's already saying, right, all the way back then, he was saying, no, I don't want uh, a leader. Like, I'm not going to follow a leader who's going to turn the other cheek. Hello? Who would that be, dummy? <laughs> You're a Christian pastor saying, I'm not going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow the meanest, toughest son of a bitch I can find. Mm -hmm. Like, yep, and there you go. And this is the problem. And so fast forward, we actually do have Christians full, full on saying, yeah, I don't want this Jesus stuff. That's weak. I'm not going to follow. He's woke. I'm not going to follow Jesus. He's too woke. Like, yeah, and what's what's wild is that we're not like, I, I get the same kind of pushback years ago. Like, oh, you're just going after the fringe elements. There's always fringe elements of, of whatever. And I'm like, Hagee? Jeffress? Yeah. Like, yeah. Paula White? Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean fringe? Just because they sound ridiculous. No, we're fringe with yes. my 1,200, 1,300 TikTok followers. Yeah. No, we're yeah. fringe. They have hundreds of thousands of people who follow them. Like, what, Pat Robertson, um, rest in turmoil, whatever, <laughs> for a while. Just, re least. just rest, please. Just, just I've been just wanting to take a sit rest down, for a shut up for a second. Please rest. I don't care if you're at peace. Just be quiet. Um, <laughs> he's like, like 700 Club, largest fucking yes, you know, yes. TV show in Christian broadcasting. These aren't fringe people. And and so this is why I get I get really annoyed by the 
the both sides ism. Yes. Where it's like, oh, progressive Christians can do this and that and progressive. Uh, yeah. Pro- progressive Christianity and like the critiques against them. It's like you get punched in the face once a year. You don't know when it's going to happen. You're just going to get hit in the face. Like right wing <laughs> Christianity is you just get punched in the face every day, all day. Right. Wherever so, you go, you're just always getting punched in the face. It's like, so let's go. Well, but progressives also punch you in the face. Yeah. Once a year, I get my one punch <laughs> across the head. I, I'd rather, what are you going to choose? Well, you, I'd rather have that than fucking. Yeah. Constantly. I mean, con- Marjorie Taylor Greene is normal in right wing yes. Christianity. Uh-huh. Like Mark Driscoll is normal still. He still has a platform. That's right. And, and, and there are so many Christians still on Trump's nuts. And on this whole, on DeSantis, this wokeism stuff, like, yes, yes. Wow. Like you have totally missed the point for one. They can't even define it. Like it's, it's most of them can't even define it. They start going into some diatribe and some, you know, you remember there there was that famous quote, right? That this lady wrote a book on wokeism and then she's on camera. And she's like, I think I'm going viral. (laughs) And she froze. She couldn't come up with a definition of what does it mean to be woke? Like you just wrote a book about it. But she acknowledges she's about to go viral. Yes, and she did. (laughs) So here's what I find ironic. Um, Besides everything. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a lot. There's a lot here. A lot to a lot of ammunition. You know. So um, you know, we, you, and I have gotten criticism even recently um, from people because because you, we, you, and I have made videos kind of like complaining about Alyssa Childers and, and Sean McDowell and Mike Winger and people like this, right? We've even done critique videos. Um, I think we did a couple on this show, right? Where we would critique and, and respond, react to some of these videos and stuff. And what they're doing, you know, most of what they're saying are things like that progressive Christianity isn't real Christianity. It's another religion, right? So hold on a second. Let's, let's, let's look at what we're talking about right now. Conservative Christians now, it's getting so bad that the former Southern Baptist president of the Southern Baptist convention and and the now current editor of Christianity today has to go on NPR and do an interview to let everyone know that he's concerned because he sees this trend that American conservative Christians have decided that Jesus is too weak and they don't want to hear Jesus. So I'm sorry. Doesn't that sound like we're quote unquote creating a new religion? It sounds like we're, it's not about Jesus anymore. It's more about politics. So, you know, we, Alyssa Childers loves to say that, oh, progressives have created another religion. It's not Christianity. They're taking it in this other wrong direction. Uh, well, I'm waiting for the video. I'll be waiting a long time, waiting for the video where Alyssa Childers or Sean McDowell would actually do a video where they say, hey, I'm concerned that we're creating another religion here within Christianity that's more political, more conservative, more, you know, more, more Trumpy and not based on Jesus. Where's the red, red flag? Where's the alarm bells going off? I literally mm-hmm. actually did. Um, there was a, there was a video where Sean McDowell, I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, Maybe it was Randall Rouser. I'm trying to remember. I have to uh, maybe I'm hoping my my old brain will shake it th- shake it loose. But somebody was interviewing Sean McDowell. Oh man, Giles! <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back. Um, <laughs> it's been a while, so I had an opportunity. Yeah, I- I'll have to find it. Um, but it was a it was a fascinating. 
again, I want to say Sean is one of the better ones. He's at least willing to talk to people who don't agree with him. I mean, Alyssa will not do that. Mike, when you're done. No, but you make a great point. Where's the outrage over the things like, like who within the progressive circles that they're so worried about where to, where do we, I'll say we progressives wield power. Yeah. Roe v. Wade's gone. Yeah. LGBTQ rights are being stripped. Yeah. Um, Reparations haven't happened as far as I know. Um, what are all the progressive things that we're going for? Like none of them have happened. I mean, marijuana hasn't even been decriminalized yet for exactly. God's sake. Yeah. And, and okay. So, so where's all the, you know, the people that are dangerous on the right, where are they getting power? Well, they're, they're getting power in all the places you should be worried about, but you're not worried about those people because it doesn't affect you That's because right. Alyssa and people like that, they're not queer or they're not <laughs> right. black and brown. They're, it doesn't affect them. So all these the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, everything that they're doing, they don't see it as, as a, it doesn't affect us, right? Yeah. Well, it does exactly because right. it's bad policy. Actually, they don't have policies, but um, all their outrage is against others. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, so the, the, the conversation I was trying to remember who the conversation was with, um, but yeah, someone specifically asked, and I'm so glad that they asked this. They asked Sean, oh, it was, um, it was Tim Whitaker. It was actually Tim Whitaker. That's who it was. It was Tim Whitaker from the New Evangelicals podcast. Thank you, Tim. Shout out to the New Evangelicals, uh, a much better podcast than this one. Um, How dare you, <laughs> but, sir? But, How uh, dare you? Tim interviewed Sean, and um, Tim asked him. He goes, you know, because he, you know, he was saying, like, "Hey, I noticed that you spend a whole lot of time attacking progressives and and saying they're not real Christians." And he goes, "You know," and and that he just talked about how that made him feel. And he goes, he goes, but you know, from my side, I see the real danger is like sort of the Trumpy kind of Christianity. Um, you know, these pastors that are out there that are, you know, like what's his name, Greg Locke and all these kind of guys. He goes, he goes, um, don't you see that as a threat? Don't you think that is more of a threat um, to Christianity in America today? And Sean's response, and this is to the exact topic we're talking about. Sean's response was, yeah. But, you know, I just don't see that's a big deal. I don't see a lot of people following those people. I, I think that's just a fringe thing. It's, you know, it's not something that I think a lot of people are worried about. I'm like, dude, what How are you it's talking blind. about? It's, 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 it's people not wanting to sweep off their own porch. It's too messy. That's right. They'd rather look across the street and be like, look at that progressive. They got a little <laughs> bit of trash. Oh, they got a weed out in their yard. Ooh. They got a, it's, but they don't sweep off their own porch because it's too much work. What, yeah. Look at, look, just look at the numbers, dude. Like. Look at the numbers. Look at this show. I'm not going to say the numbers, but it's not numbers. <laughs> you, yeah. You feel me? Like like in the deconstruction spaces, even the books that are popular, they're not they're not popular compared to all the right-wing evangelical books. No, like those they can't those compete. like when when we when we're like, "Hey, we're number 1 in this category." Hey, it lasts a week or two. That's right. Theirs is up there all the time. You come That's back, right. they're still there. You That's come right. back to number 1, you're they're still there, top 5. Yeah, they're floating like, at they're, the top. All They're the time, stay there. That's day, right. Day in, week in, month in, month all, all the time. Yes. So don't like again. It comes back to us. We all have blind spots, mm-hmm. and in evangelicalism, I, I mean, declared blind, like legally blind. We're taking away your driver's license now <laughs> yeah. because it, you, you can't see. Yeah, totally blind to it, and yeah, and that's the concern. Like, I mean, I would have way more respect for those guys if they would at least do. Come on, do at least one episode on this. At least address it once, right? Say, 
hey, this could be a problem. My, it might turn into a problem. Now, by the way, the rest of us see that's been a problem for like seven years. It's been a problem. That's <laughs> why we wrote, when, when did Jesus on uh, Tangle come out? 2016? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, no, yeah, 2016. Um, I was talking about the same stuff in 2016. Yeah. For the Raven Foundation, from the blood of Abel. Yeah. Um, like we've been saying it for a long time. Some people have been saying it longer. Yeah. Well, that's right. Because he went, we, exactly. When Jesus Untangled came out, um, yeah, 2016, you know, Greg Boyd's um, The Myth of a Christian Nation was already out. And that it was a been great out. book, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's all, yeah, there's been books like this for a while. Um, like Ron Sider's Rich Christians in an Age of Hunger, a great book I really recommend. Um, it's called The Nonviolent Coming of God. Um, by Douglas. Oh, it's by his last name is Douglas. That mm. that book blew, blew me. Oh, and actually, even it. better than that, even better than that, there's a book called um, "Blinded by Might," and uh, it's by two of the previous campaign managers for um, uh, not campaign managers, two of the previous Christian like religious right people from J- Jerry Falwell, mm. um, and they they together just wrote this book to basically say we got snowed. We got totally played like a violin by uh, by the Republican Party, by Ronald Reagan, to co-opt the Christian movement to get him elected twice. And all the promises that were made to us never happened. No prayer in schools, mm-hmm. no overturning of abortion, and no concern to even care about that. And actually, so like they wrote this book about it, like saying, you know, this is why we Christians should get out of this game. Where we, you know, I quoted from that from that book in Jesus Untangled. Uh, great book. So, yeah, people have been talking about this for a long, long time, and I guess it seems like they're going to keep talking about it. At least I hope so, because yeah, this is not going away. It is only getting worse. It's only getting worse, and it's like um, it reminds me of speaking of irony in Luke four. Again, to go back to the the two progressives here to talk about the defending Bible. the Bible. Yeah, it's I I like that the first two things that the devil uh, tempts Jesus with has to do with nation Power. and yeah. has to do with religion. That's right. It's the yeah. kingdoms of the world, the high place of the kingdom of the world, and then the temple. Yeah. And, and, and those are the two, look at the two blend, the blending Christian nationalism. Bad thing. Oh Bad my thing. God. Like, yeah. again, there's nothing wrong with being political. I don't think, I think we should, I think, I, I think almost every act we do is political, whether we engage in politics, modern politics or not. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being Christian. None of yeah. us are attacking Christians. I, you, you'll never hear us really. I don't say a damn word about like the Eastern Orthodox, hardly yeah. at all. Catholics. <laughs> right. I, I mean, you know, Presbyterian. It's not, it's I mean, not it, my it's, thing, but if it's your thing. It's not my thing, but they're God not. Again, they're not out there taking rights away and trying to wield power over people. It's yeah. white evangelicals yeah. by and large. And when black and brown folks are involved, they love that even better because it's almost always like the token, the token one, like yeah, Herschel yeah. Walker. We it's found somebody kind of willing, or what's her name, Candace Owens, right? Candace Owens. Oh man, all that money, she, all that money you can make in the right wing, <laughs> man. They just, they'll they'll sit you right behind Trump, blacks for Trump. They'll do all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just so it's so cringy, man. Yeah. So so but, my thing um, is, I I yeah. make a distinction, and I I know we talked about this before. Like to me, um. I make a distinction between politics and justice. Like I, I definitely think 
that if you are a Jesus follower and you care about, you know, the things that Jesus said, and you don't think that what Jesus said was weak, or you don't think it was woke um, or whatever, uh, if you're like, no, man, the Sermon on the Mount, that's that's my core. That's that's my foundation. Like then uh, then, of course, you have to care about the suffering of those on the margins. You mm-hmm. have to speak up for people that are, you know, that are people of color, people, um, immigrants, um, migrants, people that are LGBTQ, um, the people that are that don't have the same freedoms and rights that most white Christian evangelicals have. And so you have to care about that. And to me, those are issues of justice and you have to speak up, you have to donate, mm-hmm. you have to march. And, but, you know, I know some people will call that politics. To me, that's not, that's not politics. I, to me, that's justice and fighting. I, 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 yeah. I would just say it's a political matters. act. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you and I might just be quibbling on definitions. It's, it is semantics, I think. Yes. But, yeah. but for me, I draw that distinction. The reason why I, yeah. I draw the distinction is that I think I, 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 I do still kind of feel like both the left and the right, ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's politics. And a lot of it is, a lot of it, even on the left, still benefits, you know, at the end of the day, it still benefits the rich. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I, I distinguish be- all that. Yeah, that's where I see. I use corporatists, whether you're, whether you're left-leaning, right-leaning, whatever. If you're a corporatist, fuck off. Like yes. I no. That's and I say problem. that as an owner of a corporation, a very small corporation. <laughs> but we're not publicly traded. We are not. Not when yet. The, anyway. When that comes out yet. Shares. No, shit. <laughs> penny stock. <laughs> you get the quiet penny quiet. stock yet? Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll probably always be a penny. So that's the good news. No right? way. No way. Penny stock to a blue chip. Uh-huh. No. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do distinguish between, because there's a lot on the left or even like when people call Joe Biden like a communist Marxist, like yeah, come on, bro, he's like no, he's a cor- he's a corporate Democrat. He like there's still decisions being made for the benefit of corporations over people. Like let's not pre- oh, let's no. not pretend like this is some progressive takeover. There's nothing we don't have universal health care, and we won't for a while. Like no. the the private corporations, the private health and in, health insurance companies still have way way more power than we the people do yeah honestly let's not even, let's not even joke about that i said i think i said that um i don't know if i said it on on microphone or on the air but um but i, I definitely said this during the previous election that to me joe biden was like a a slightly liberal republican like um yeah. in fact in fact you know joe biden's been around long enough that if I, I I just felt like like if you just looked at Biden and you looked at his policies and, and everything he was running on, it kind of it resembled to me like a 1970s Republican you know platform. It it, it didn't look that different. It wasn't that. I, I wouldn't call that super progressive. Like no. Bernie Sanders, okay, that guy. Now I mean, he's still not a communist or anything, but um, no. But that Maybe guy is communist. way more progressive. Name me one communist in power right now. Communist, like an oh, actual. No. I, I, I did. I, um, I don't know if I made a Facebook post. I said the co- closest thing to communism I even get in my own personal life, outside of my immediate family, sure, right, is me and Mike. We garden together, and it's it's everything is like communal, and and yeah. other people are involved, and that's and even that's not entirely communistic, um, but it's the closest we get. 
but there is nothing in my day-to-day life that has changed in terms of like what economic policies we have from yeah. Trump to Biden even like no we're, I'm still like it's still capitalistic yes very like there's no communism we don't we don't we don't even have I mean and even like uh socialism we we haven't expanded social programs have we no, Medicare, in fact, in fact people are working to cut that back, right? They want to cut they back are. Social Security. They want to cut back Medicare. They want to cut back libraries, dude. Freaking libraries. Also, newsflash, uh, we've been part socialism for a long time. What do you think oh, yeah. Social Security is? What do you think Medicare is? What do you think Medi-Cal is? What do you think CalFresh food stamps are? What do you what think? What do you think public school is? Public Free school public is. school. But I'll just all the programs people, I get people who are, fixed income elderly who yes. complain about socialism. And I'm like, dude, dude <laughs> I just signed you up for like nine <laughs> social programs. Like, thank God I'm here. Right. And, and do you, do you know how I'm funded? My uh-huh. job is specifically funded by housing and urban development. Uh-huh. <laughs> so before yeah. you, before you go, woke, go broke. Yeah. Before you complain about all that <laughs> shit. Like I, I remember talking to this one guy too. He had like five kids and he was on medical and he was like we need to defund all that shit and i'm like <laughs> do you hear yourself right now he was part of the whole like remember uh, i don't know if they had this talk down in socal the state of jefferson no. where we're going to split up california and northern oh, oh, california yeah, yeah, yeah. and I remember southern oregon is going to yeah he was one of, he was like one of the the, the big ups thing. on trying yeah. to do that yeah like mm-hmm. and i'm like oh so so medical will go away is it going to be meta jeff meta jefferson what is that going to be Medicaid, right. you, you going to have any Medicaid there? I, I I just have to say though, you just you you used a phrase just now that that took me back to something completely different when you said what? big ups, big ups, y'all, big ups, big ups, church, and let the devil big fall. Ups. <laughs> that's a banger though. That is a classic, dude. That's that a song, banger. That song should be number one. I, I might have to snag that song and play us out for this episode. Remind me instead great. of the instead of the regular big playout, ups, we're going big, big ups church at the end of this episode. So and you got to stay tuned ball. to the end. You got to get that's that's a great that, song. That hook, I'm I, I I'm talking <laughs> to Drake right now. Drake Drake might want to put that on an album. Yeah. Hey, is this uh is this appropriate to say too? Didn't you do a song for um some guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. I did. I did a um a remix of Alex Jones and I, <laughs> I submitted it to David Pakman. So it's like Alex Jones going off on David Pakman. And David Pakman actually is going to use it in an, a remix album that is dropping like this month That's on hilarious. Spotify. Yeah. So I get um, songwriting <laughs> credits. <laughs> Dude, I awesome. haven't seen it on Spotify yet, though. So I'm still looking. So, so yeah. How, oh, if, so if, he, if it's out there, I'll share it in the, in the show notes. So he had a, like a contest or something for, to submit a song or something? No, but people just do that in his audience. Like they just send him shit like that. And then during like, while they wait for the live show to start, right. he'll play those. And so he put mine in the rotation one time no way. and it got picked to make it on the album because it was good enough. And I was like, yes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, you've done some, well, see, yeah. there you give me an idea. See, maybe we should put out a remix album because you've made some, some great, you know, parody things from Heretic Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. And between Heretic Happy Hour and Apostates, right? There's the, um, all the, I mean, come on, all the great hits, like, um, it, what's the one that they're they're Ricky Gantz? They're dangerous. Dangerous. The Heretic dangerous. Happy Hour. And then there's the other one, um, the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone is great. Dude, that one's hilarious. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I spent so much time like putting all those vocal processors and just like singing. It was so weird to sing. I actually sang "Plugged My Nose." Yeah, it sounds like that. Who is? No, I literally did. I plugged my nose, 
and I sang whatever came to mind at first. And it was like, what's that guy who made it on YouTube accidentally? Not William the, Hung, but it was like a, the, the, something DJ Fish something. Is it DJ Fish? Ice Fish or something weird? What is it? Yeah, it's that horrible song. JJ, Ice JJ Fish. Ice JJ Fish. Oh my, Ice ladies JJ and gentlemen, Fish, if you have not heard, floor. that yeah. is <laughs> one of the greatest. And it's got millions yeah. of hits, like over a million hits. Dude, it's go uh, on the floor is I think the the number one hit. Yes, yeah. on the floor by or, Ice. I want I and I want you is pretty good too. Yeah. But I think On the Floor is the one that has, um, du, 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 I can't play it here. Du, 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 du. It's 88 million. 88 it has million 88 hits. million mm-hmm. views, dude. Holy yeah. cow. So it's like, in the yeah, Twilight Zone is not that popular. Yeah. Wait, it needs to be, though. It need, it's, it need, there's it no reason why. Yeah. Oh, there's actually a, there's actually a video, Ice JJ Fish, Where Are They Now? This was two years ago. I got to watch this. I got to, because I got to know where he is. We should get him on here to happy hour. Oh my gosh. We should interview him. Do you remember the, I don't, I have to listen to it. I remember, I don't even remember Twilight Zone until I hear it. Um, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. We had a lot, we've had a lot of fans. We've had, oh that yeah. Was pal, our, our pal, the pal. F word, the, the F, F word, word, the F word. No, it wasn't yeah, the, our pal, pal, pal the, um, Ricky Gantz. We've had a lot of good haters. Yeah. I think there might be one more that you did that was like another little. You know what's funny thing. though? Is all the haters, like we have a pretty um pretty balanced listenership. Yeah. Men, women. Yeah. And and we get the most reactionary emotional men. Exactly. You know, it's all it's all the whole thing about like, oh, we're gonna take down the patriarchy. That's woke, bro. It's like, well, yeah, but the the funny part about the whole thing is that it's all the alpha males, it's <laughs> yes. the Ben Shapiro's of the world who yeah. lose their shit about this stuff. Like like Pal sent us seventy four, oh. I believe, voicemails, and yes. some of them were up to three minutes long. They filled up, they, they filled, filled up, up that recording. He call yeah. it back. Uh, what's the number? Two two eight two three He'd do it again. Hey, me again. Seventy some odd. Ricky Gantz would go on these tirades. I mean, just like he made videos, emotional, he made a whole video. reactionary yes. men. Mm-hmm. We're uh, dangerous. We're so dangerous. We are We're corrupting very the youth of America, my friends. Yes, which is, which again, like, points to the practical ways in which our wokeism is harming people, and they can't yeah. do it. They have to lie. They have to say, "Oh, your 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 genital mutilation for, on little kids." They believe yeah. that's a thing. Yes, and you're do. like, and you're like, no kid has had any surgery. It's like under fifteen or something, fourteen, not none, zero. No, don't have no, any. But, like, but, I, they, but they think it's little believe. kids. They think it's like little yeah. kids, like kindergartners being like, "All right, we're gonna take off your penis now." Yeah, they think no, that's actually happening. No, my mom literally um, one day came over to the house and she was listening. I'm sure she was listening to Fox News or something. And she said something about that. Oh, I just heard on the news that some teacher, like an elementary school teacher didn't tell the parents and took this kid to, for like genital surgery. I'm like, bullshit. No way. What There's doctor no way in his right mind is going to perform surgery? And then you think that what they think is that little Johnny's going to come home after school with a big bandage over his nuts. And, and, and what happened at school, Johnny? Oh, nothing. Oh, bullshit. Nothing. Come on. I just met with my woke counselor and now i'm a girl i just had surgery at lunchtime you know um they didn't mention it now i'm a girl 
everything becomes so again i think it's because they don't have like um they don't have a great working definition of woke they're not actually like listening to us again going back to like elisa and sean yes, like no, even the people who are more i wouldn't like they're not sensationalists really they're just i think they're not really the people we're talking about i don't i don't expect sean mcdowell to be like oh yeah the words of jesus are too woke you know no. obviously he's not going to say that no he wouldn't come like, out and say that it, no and i don't think he'd believe it either yeah so but those people are still like not listen if if they're not listening to us by and large mm -hmm. then then the the trumpers and the the maga christians oh, and no. all that they're, they're not listening. they're not hearing anything you could ever say you yeah. could point out to them like i remember um i was listening to a clip i think it was through pacman and it was joe wrote on joe rogan's podcast uh which i I'm not a fan of Rogan, but no, not, not on anymore. This, I used to be on this, but not lately. on this point. He was spot on. He was talking to Matt Walsh about like how many people have been on gender reassignment surgery and hormones and something like that. And he was like, he said like hundreds of thousands or no, he said millions. Right. And so Joe's like, Hey, can you look that up to his producer? Yeah. It came to like 1800 people ever 1800 ever in the history minor minors had had, um, hormone, whatever. Hormone replacement or hormone blockers, 1800. And so Matt Walsh's answer to that was, well, it's probably hundreds of thousands. And so when you put direct facts in front of them, yeah, as if numbers don't matter, the facts right. don't care about your feelings crowd. That's right. Will then will then still decide to be hundreds of thousands of of cases off. They would they would rather be hundreds of thousands of cases off. They'll they'll admit they were wrong, but not that you were right. And so That's, they'll split yeah. the difference. As we're well, we're gonna we're gonna have to agree to disagree. And so it's like no, it's a it's the numbers, dude. Yes, what are you yes. fucking talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. They live in this fantasy world where what I want to be true is true. It's more true than what's really true. I want exactly. this to be true. I want to believe it's true. Therefore, it's true. You know, uh, and or at least know. some version of it is true. Yeah, this, this is also why. <clears throat> um, I don't think we don't think we've done an episode on this. I, I I'm. I'm I did an episode on Second Cup with Keith about um, that movie Sound of Freedom with my friend. Did Lisa. you watch that? No, I did not watch it. But um, I know the story behind it and yeah. I know it's bullshit. And my friend Lisa worked in India. Her husband worked for International Justice Mission, which is an uh, organi organization very similar, doing similar work to the to the Ted Ballard or whatever, Tom Ballard, whatever his name is, organization that's in the movie. Um, and it's all propaganda. It's nonsense. No one's kicking down doors with machine guns and rescuing little girls in these countries mm -hmm. because it, that's not ever going to happen. And even if they do rescue these quote unquote, rescue these girls, these girls get like next week, they'll be right back there again because number one, no one asked them if they wanted to be rescued. Number two, this is the only way they're supporting themselves and their children and their families. So, um, it, it's just not, but it raises millions and this is literally, it raises millions of dollars for uh, Christian nonprofits that are telling, you know, people and Christians in America that we need you to send money so we can rescue these, you know, these girls from sex slavery, but they're not, it's not actually happening. Anyway, my point is that um, movies like Sound of Freedom, movies like The Jesus Revolution, which I did watch that, um, they're propaganda, they're nonsense. It's like, let's make a movie that's a true story but it's not a true story. You're leaving out all the actual truth. Uh, and But again, the audiences do not care. They will pay the money. They want to see a movie that makes them feel good, that reinforces their feelings and their beliefs about reality. 
They don't want the real reality, right? The reality about the Jesus Revolution movie is that a gay man, Lonnie Frisbee, a gay man is the is the guy single-handedly responsible for the big Jesus movement in, in Southern California. That's what that movie is all about. But let's erase that he's gay. Let's erase the fact that um, Chuck Smith, uh, Chuck Smith, the pastor of Calvary Chapel, um, has a son, Chuck Smith Jr., who is erased from that film. You will never know he had a son if you watch the movie, because in the movie he just has a daughter. But he had a son, the same age as Lonnie Frisbee, who was right there when it all happened. And the reason they erased him from the movie is that Chuck Smith erased him from his life. Because mm. when his son tried to integrate um, the gay community in the same way that his father integrated um, with hippies, right, in the 60s, he got kicked out of his own his father's own church, lost his church, got kicked out of the denomination. But how dare you? And then he gets written out of existence in this movie. So again, it's all propaganda, man. And and that's what frustrates me is that we have this Christian culture that we've created in America that would they they just want to invent their own reality and they want to live in a fake version of reality with the, you know it's got this Christian cross on top. It has nothing to do with the actual reality. And and then, then when you quote them to Jesus, they're like, oh, no, 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 I, I reject that. That's weak. I don't want anything to do with that. That's liberal. Those are liberal talking points. Which is fine. Then then just come out and say it. Stop saying you're Christian so we can move on from you. We can Please. just call you a cult or something. We there can you call go. you a hate group. We can call you well, whatever we because yeah. that's what you are. Like, you don't, yeah. you hate people. Let's just be real. That's right. There's there's a great quote. I don't know who originated. I've heard it all over. It's something about like there's a problem if your God happens to just hate the same pe- people as you. That's oh, when that's, we got a problem. That's Anne Lamont. Anne Lamont. The there you go. Thank great you. writer. She goes, hey, you know you created, Yeah. She says, you know, you created God in your own image. You successfully created God in your own image when God hates all the same people that you do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. So you start, you start, you're going so far as to take out Jesus so that you can start hating the same people because you, so you could call everything empathetic and compassionate woke. That's yep. that's all. Cause there's a real, there's a real critique about so-called wokeism. It's a very loud minority on the far, far left and uh, who have hijacked, I think what woke originally meant when Erica Badu was talking about it. Right. But now they don't, they don't know the history to any of that shit. They just say, they see everything as either inclusive, equitable, equality, any sort of justice, anything that sniffs of being soft or feminine or not rough around the edges, everything. And I honestly think it's just, they, I mean, there's so many psychological explanations to it, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of it just seems like a big projection of their own internal fears and struggles. You know, it reminds me of a quote. I can't remember who said it. it was some guy was talking about like how we shouldn't look at the uh, the speck in someone else's eye. You should pay attention to the beam in your own eye. That's some weak ass shit. Then, we don't do yeah, that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> we should create a Bible of just all the non woke shit. Just take out all the, you know how there's hey, like a red a letter idea. Bible? Yeah. We should just make a Bible without any of the good shit. Yeah. You know, there just needs to be an editable Bible. Like it's a Bible that you can just, with a, with a race. Mad Libs. Let's, oh dude, what if we had, um, what if we had like a right wing Mad Libs Bible? Yes. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. And so I the wrath of God will fall upon the bl- blank, right? 
Fill in the blank. The queers and the Marxists. No, put, it, put that right here. There we go. That sounds like another ad. That sounds like another sponsor down the road. No, what, what, it, what it sounds lips. like we should do like we should do like a right wing Christian workbook, like crosswords, <laughs> socialism, Marxism, yes. Hunter yes. Biden, her emails. That's the, that's the answer to every yeah. <laughs> her emails. Have, have you have you seen have you seen the conspiracy theory um, thing that you could put on your fridge and you could just put words together to create? Oh no no, that theories? sounds great. Yeah yeah, there's just all the buzzwords and you can make sentences and. Mix and match. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the deep state. Yeah. It has like mm-hmm. the deep state. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, the deep state. Pizza uh, Gate. Pizza Gate. Yes. Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah. All that crazy stuff. And, and the whole Go. time people are believing that stuff. They're ignoring the fact that Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein were great friends and spent lots of time together for many, many years. And they think like, they think their comeback well. So were the Clintons. Yeah. Then prosecute. So then then investigate. We think every it's the same one thing them. we've always said. Yes. Like right now, Hunter Biden's being prosecuted by the DOJ. Good. If Great. there's evidence that Joe Biden is involved, every progressive I know is saying, then Good. investigate then and do prosecute. Do it. I don't care. See, of course, we're not the same people as y'all. Yes. Like we're not in a cult, so we don't fly the flags. We don't get the trucks with the flags on. Where's the back. my Biden flag? I got to get my Biden flag. We don't flag do that to my shit bumper. anyway. We've never done that shit. I never People will do that. do that shit with Bernie. That's as far as Bernie Bros got. They That's never, right. We never went. No, this is we're not the same. We are not the same. Yeah. No, that's Sorry. exactly right. Look, if if they find that that Hunter Biden is guilty, then Fine. charge him and then, convict him and put him away. Him Yes. Yeah, and if Biden was part of it, then yeah, then you know what? If he if he has to do jail time, okay. Then if there's evidence for a grand jury to indict, indict, and then arraign, and then go through the process and get a trial and go through jury and prove yourself in court. Right now, Trump has the best opportunity to prove the election was rigged. That's right. In Georgia, if that's his defense, he gets off. Bring the evidence. Go present the evidence. Prove it. Prove it. There you go. Sixty court cases so far, you haven't proved it, but (laughs) hey, by all means. Have that be your defense. Stop stop hiding the evidence, man. You guys have it. Hey. You, you, you know you got it. Why don't you just whip it out and show it to them? I mean, you got it. It's, Keith, I, it's, I, can you rephrase that? Whip it out and show it to them. <laughs> don't tell Don, Donald Trump to do that, please. Yeah. Oh, no. That would, that would be horrible. Uh, on that note, we will end. We will get out of here. Make sure you right. stay and listen to the to the outro song. That's right. Big ups, church. Big ups, church. Big ups to any of the churches who aren't <laughs> going too woke to erase Jesus. Yeah, What's funny is that yeah. now they're erasing Jesus. They're literally canceling Jesus out of their own Bibles, they're but they want to talk about Jesus. cancel culture. You guys are canceling Jesus. Um, please rate and review this show. Please rate and review every choir cast podcast show. Do it, Do Do it, it. now or Do it now. we will cancel you. For being too woke. Um, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Keith, yeah. as always, it's been sort of fun. It's it's always fun. Come on. It's been an we, event. We have, no, it is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good now stuff. we have a meeting. So now we have to go do business. We got to yeah. do business. Yeah. Time time to go into a business meeting. Yes. Let me put on my pants. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Big ups, church. Big ups, church. Big ups, church. I watch the devil fall. Big ups, church. Big ups, church. I watch the devil fall.